Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second before we get into this episode to remind you that the show is also available on YouTube. And starting from episode number 101, it's all in 4K. I'm trying to make the best video podcast I can, so definitely check it out and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Go to youtube.com slash at progressionspod or hit the link in the show notes. If you're not getting enough progressions and you want to get even more thoughts on creativity, productivity, and growth in music, then you should sign up for my newsletter. You'll find a brief article in each monthly edition as well as updates on progressions and myself. I'm also sharing some workflow hacks and links to stuff that I found interesting or helpful. So it should be fun. If you want to stay up to date on the latest and get all the bonus stuff, go to travisferrance.com slash subscribe or click the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Progression, success in the music industry. I'm your host, Travis Ferentz, and this is our first ever bonus episode. This episode is brought to you by our longtime sponsor, The Complete Producer Network. One of my favorite parts about the network is the super supportive community of people there. They are all eager to help each other out, share music they worked on, share music they didn't work on, exchange knowledge, etc. It is a network full of like-minded people that all want to support each other, which is what this bonus episode is really all about, supporting the community around you. So if you've not yet joined the Complete Producer Network, please hit the link in the show notes and get in there. So as we're rolling into year two of the podcast, I've decided to try to use this platform to highlight one of the issues in our industry, the disaster that is credits. Now, usually, you know, I'm coming at y'all from a place of positivity. So why would I say that credits are a disaster? Travis, that's so negative. Why would you say that? Well, that's because they are. They're an absolute dumpster fire and people are pouring gasoline on it. So where to start? Let's start with going back in time a bit. This is going to make me feel a little old, but we're going to go back to pre-streaming and even pre-digital downloads. We're going to go back to the CD era, at least for me. For people older than me, back to the vinyl era. The days of holding a physical album in your hand. You'd pull the booklet out, and it would have an elaborate multi-page layout. Some of them were so thick, you actually had a hard time getting them back into the jewel case, which is what they called the thing that held the CD. Inside, you had lyrics, you had thank yous, you had messages to fans, and you had credits. And not just performed by, written by, and produced by, you had credits for everybody. Every musician, every songwriter, every producer, Every assistant engineer, mixer, mastering engineer, A&R, album art, all of it, all of it had a credit. For somebody getting into recording and production during that time, these things were like your Bible. I'd pull the book out and be flipping through it before the CD had even spun up in the player. I bought records because I was a fan of the engineer or the mixer. I wanted to hear their work. It's how I found my idols. And then, Q Napster. And shortly following that, iTunes in the iPod the beginning of the end of physical music media. The act of sitting down with a new CD or vinyl and listening to it from the top while you look at the book is quickly forgotten. Now, I do remember early on there were a few iTunes releases that came with digital booklets. They were basically PDFs of the actual booklet because they were still printing them at the time, and they were trying to maintain that experience from the physical days. But it was too little too late. The transition to singles-oriented on-the-go listening was complete. The digital booklet was a short-lived and failed experiment. And at this point, digital downloads become the norm, and tracking credits becomes an internet scavenger hunt. And anybody in marketing or sales would tell you that when a consumer hits a friction point, 
they just stop. So typing allmusic.com in and then having to search and click around to get to the credits is a friction point. Even I stopped doing it unless I really wanted to know who worked on a record. Now, MP3 downloads did contain metadata, and composers did make the cut. But if you didn't have that column set to view in your iTunes, or you didn't scroll far enough to the right, you didn't even know it existed. So that brings us up to now, the streaming world. We're all listening to what is essentially an aggregated database of music. It's full of data. So then why are we not able to easily access credits with the click of a button? Well, in some cases we are. Spotify has limited credits. Tidal has much better credits. Although if you're listening to this and you're not currently working in the music industry, then you're probably asking yourself, what's Tidal? And then we have Apple, the lord and savior of post-Napster music. And you can hear crickets over their talk of including credits. Okay, okay, so now we all know that Spotify and Tidal have credits. Problem solved, right? Credits are saved. Yay! Well, you tell me. Have you checked them out lately? How do the credits on your last release look? Oh, you're a mastering engineer? Well, scratch Spotify. They only credit songwriters, producers, and performers. Okay, so it'll be on Tidal at least, right? And the five people that use Tidal will all know that you mastered it. Oh, wait. Wait, you said it was an independent release? Uh, well, you probably won't have any credit there either because all that information that got submitted to CD Baby or DistroKid just seems to disappear into the abyss somewhere. So, looks like you got no credit. Thanks for playing. Now just scurry over to Instagram and post an album cover to get a handful of likes. Okay, so we'll pause here because I mentioned Instagram and we're mid-rant. Remember those engagement photos you posted? Or that fun graduation day shot your friend took? What was that thing you put in, uh, at the end of the caption? It was that cute little camera emoji, and then you tagged a person, the person that took the photo. So, did you do the same thing for your music release? Did you tag that co-writer, or the engineer that cut the vocal, or the mastering engineer? This poor mastering engineer. Well, as somebody that has more than 100 releases every year that I contribute to, I can say that unfortunately, most people don't. Most people do not credit any of the behind-the-scenes people on their record. Look, I'm not doing this episode to shame my clients and rant and complain. I know that's what it sounds like, but I'm just trying to highlight the fact that not crediting people in the music industry has become the norm. Think about music videos for a second. Every artist does videos. They put them up on YouTube, and then they list out everybody that worked on the video down in the description, or maybe even in scrolling credits. But rarely are any music credits listed there. Why? Because they have grown up watching hundreds of movies and TV shows that scroll credits. The norm is to credit everybody that works on a film. Same goes for your engagement photos. You credit the photographer because that's what you see in magazines and other places. By the way, this Getty Images person is killing it. They do all the photos. So prolific. Weird name, though. No, but seriously, crediting your photos is the norm, so you do that too. So why isn't crediting music the norm? Well, because now we've basically had an entire generation of music creators come up in an era where both access to credits is limited and emphasis on credits is absent. No offense to this generation. It's not your fault. It's just the example that has been set for you. And to be honest, the generations that came before you and remember credits aren't doing much about it either. Okay, so the rant is over, I think. So let's talk solutions. There's only one solution. We all have to decide that crediting music creators is important. It's that simple. We need to go out and start taking the approach to it. Start crediting everybody on your record. Tagging people in posts, listing names in your video descriptions, mentioning them in your press releases. Just make this the norm. Now, is this going to solve the problem? No, it's not going to solve the problem. 
but it's going to start building the momentum to solve the problem. Because the problem is deeply rooted, it's going to take time to fix. Everybody has to do their part in approaching crediting as if it's important and necessary. And let's be clear, let's give credit where credit is due, <laughs> no pun intended, there are a lot of people out there doing things to help. We've got websites. All Music and Discogs are the classics. Now we have the new generation of companies like Jaxta and Museo. No clue how that second one is said. But unfortunately, the data sets on all of these websites vary. For example, my credit list is wildly different on all four of those sites. You've also got distributors collecting all the data, and you've got some DSPs trying to present it to the listeners. These are good things. But there's definitely a disconnect somewhere in the line because anything that is released independently is likely left blank on the DSPs, even if you fill the credits out with your distributor. Now, of course, the DSPs are throwing out the olive branch of having behind-the-scenes creator playlists, highlighting the work of a specific producer or songwriter, which is awesome. But they are doing these playlists for highly successful and highly established people. I don't need a playlist full of Max Martin productions to help me discover his 23 number one songs. I've heard them all, and they're spectacular. I need a playlist to hear the cool stuff the new up-and-comer's doing, the guy or girl that just got their first Billboard Top 100 as a producer or a writer and has a whole catalog of dope stuff that I haven't heard. DSPs need to highlight that person and all the projects they've done. That's a win-win for everybody, the creator and the artists. What else do we have? Well, we've got labels collecting deep credits for the label copy which most people don't even know what it is. It's basically where all the credits live. But a lot of that information doesn't necessarily make it to the public credit forums. So sure, everybody in the record did get credited, but nobody knows it exists. Also, just the other day, the Recording Academy did its Behind the Record Day, uh, which is a social media-based crediting day where artists and behind-the-scenes creators shared credits. Unfortunately, this is a yearly event and not a weekly one. These are the types of things that we need to be happening all over the industry all the time. And finally, you've got plenty of artists, producers, and managers collecting credits and passing them on to the next person down the line. But it's a game of telephone. It's easy to forget an assistant engineer, misspell a name, or get an email buried. It only takes one aloof manager or overworked producer to not continue passing the data on, and the credits get lost. So in the end, it's not one person's fault. And it's not one massive evil corporation's fault either. It's a little bit everybody's fault. We've become normalized to the fact that credits get lost and that they are not a priority in music the way they are in other places. Even I've come to the point where I assume that if I do an engineering session, I will not be credited, especially if it's a one-off for a new producer or a client that I don't have a past relationship with. Okay, so with all that out there, what are we going to do? Well, here's what we're going to do on progressions, and hopefully you will find something that you can do as well. First off, we're going to start giving credit. I want to highlight somebody on every episode that did not receive credit for a project that they worked on. And here's how we're going to do that. You're going to submit to me your name, the role you played, and the song or album title. And then I'm going to A, check it out because I'm stoked to hear what my listeners are, are doing. And B, I'm going to read your name, credit, and the project out after the intro to the episode. I want to do this because I want people to be reminded every episode to give credit to those that they work with. And I also think that this is a fun way to do something that's also supporting the community that we're building here. Plus, I get to hear some cool new music and meet some cool new people, so it's double fun for me. In the link to the show notes for all the episodes, there will be a credit submission link. So just jump in there, submit your info, and I'll get it on the air. 
If we get a ton of these, maybe I'll do two an episode. We'll see how it goes. So please go and submit your credits that you did not receive, and I'll share them with people. The second thing we're doing, I'm asking all of my guests from here out, and I've already done it on episodes I've recorded, if they have thoughts or opinions on credits. It's not an official ending question, so it may not be in every episode. But for any guest that wants to talk about it, I'm going to give them the stage to do so. And third, I'm going to get some other bonus episode interviews with other people who are also working on crediting in one way or another. I'll be reaching out to a lot of organizations and companies, so we'll see how many of them want to come and chat. Hopefully they all do. I just think that the more the conversation can be put out there in the world, the more we can change opinions on credits. So finally, in closing, my goal with the initiative is to, at minimum, bring awareness to the issues with crediting in our industry, and at best, create some kind of change. Now, that might just be grassroots level change. Maybe all of you will go through the rest of your careers being diligent and aware of crediting and passing that torch on to others. Or maybe we can go further than that and we can get some partners involved that are in a position to make this shift a bit more systemic. And to anybody that says, does this all matter because the only people that look at credits are your peers? I say to that person, that makes it matter all the more. Your peers are the ones that want to connect with people they respect and admire. If you need strings arranged, don't you want to be able to easily find out who arranged your favorites? If you need a tight horn section, don't you want to know who played on the tracks you love? If you're looking for co-writers and producers for your project, don't you want to know who did everything on the Spotify playlist that you think your music would fit on? I think the fact that your peers are the ones that read credits is the most important part. It's part of the community aspect of this business. Everybody working together to make great music. And finding collaborators and supporting each other is all a part of that. So that's it. That's the Progressions Credit Initiative. I hope to do a lot more of these, and I also hope to get to read a lot of names off on my show and highlight the work that you all have been doing that you may not have received credit for. So remember to check back next week for our last re-release episode before year two starts in November. If you've been enjoying the show, please consider dropping us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also remember that we do have Patreon set up. If you'd like to support us there, it is greatly appreciated. And finally, don't forget about our room over on the Complete Producer Network. And on that, I'll see you next week.